All right, evening. Good evening, everyone. Let me see your comments. Let me see who's on. Greetings to everyone that's in the studio tonight. Um, of course. But let me see all the comments. Let me see everyone that's on. It's not official, so I said to some of your sisters, um, and I mean this, so I open up with this. If you're doing something, it's fine. It's not our official day that we speak the word. However, it's then left to you if you go back and catch up. In most cases, people don't because life catches up with them. But if you're serious, you'll catch up. So if you are doing something, I don't know where everyone is, so it's completely fine. And I open up saying it's completely fine. But for those of you that are here, let's get into the word tonight. Haven't spoken to you all week. Feels quite long. Um, but I've spent a lot of time thinking, meditating. I think where we find ourselves, of course, greetings to everyone. I can see you. All the houses, all the leaders, greetings to you all. I think it's quite interesting um, what you will discover when you pause for a moment and think. And how do I regulate my thoughts? How do I know how to um, channel my thoughts? Because one can be defeated by their thoughts too. Can we talk tonight? Yeah? Someone can be defeated by their thoughts. Things have not yet happened, but they just feel like things are going wrong. They feel like they're going to fail. Yet, we are encouraged to engage with our thoughts. The Bible says that we should meditate on the word. You do that through thinking, right? But you see, if not for the word, yeah, your thoughts can cause you to derail. The word is our security. I want to talk to you tonight. I want to speak to everybody. So I hope you're ready to hear me tonight. The word is our security. Let me tell you something here. Yeah? If, if I passionately rebuke someone or passionately encourage I cannot do so if it's outside of the word. Now, the scripture speaks, and we won't go there, but the scripture also then speaks of the fool despises wisdom. So how do we define a fool? A person that cannot take correction. That's what scripture actually says. In case you think it's Pastor Obi saying these things, the Bible actually says that a fool cannot take correction. Correction does not only mean you've done something bad and someone with, um, with frustration responds to you. Correction can also be in the fact that you are thinking in a certain way that is not correct. So a leader or someone that has the word and understands the power of the word and the role of the word in our lives then helps you and it helps you and I, the man of the word, helps us put our mind, our thoughts as it should be. So when we come to sit in the word, and maybe this is the reason why I don't regulate and quote the word, but that's all I do. That's the only thing that defines Pastor Obi. I'm a word person. But when I come to speak the word, I'm not coming to speak over your head. You know, 
before we get to a place where we're afraid to speak to people but i'm thinking who else were we meant to speak to so if the words that we speak challenge you remember that it's only a fool that despises correction and again i'm opening up myself tonight because well i want to speak to you based on what pt said to us yesterday is about the uh, the work of man or the man of work that's where i'm going but i want to start by setting certain foundations correction is not just done with anger but it can be done with it correction is you think in a way and if it's not what's going to lead you to life the man of the word will not hesitate unless you are not his the man of the word will not hesitate to correct he does not have he does not seek permission to correct as far as you are his and I've done my part in telling you that correction, because when we think of correction, you think, oh, we've done it's someone that's done something notably bad. No, the Bible says to us, as a man thinks, so he is. You'll only be as good as your thoughts. That's as far as we will go in this life. So I open up saying to you how interesting it is when you pause and you begin to think when you begin to consider i've been in this work for so long i've been doing this and at this point all i'm feeling is pressure it's so demanding it's like there's no rest now what should you look for more so and this is what i was trying to say yesterday when i was giving the word chart what i'm saying to you is that at that point when you find yourself weighed down with many worries because it's not usually one thing that weighs someone down it can be one thing with many branches meaning that there'll be for example years ago i thought the fact that something has happened that nobody will follow me this was before i can see anybody but guess what one situation developed branches i started to think how would this person think i started to think would i have this you, one situation that goes um, um, unchallenged by the word will develop into a mighty tree of worry and you will be defeated not because of what anybody did to you but simply because of the way you think so I, I think it's important that I started off with this because then when we come into the word we must recognize that God did not give us the word so that we can be spooky people that left our minds outside the room. God gave us the word to bring us up to his level of intelligence, his level of thinking. The only way we're drawn up to his level of thinking is simple. The ability to yield to what he's saying. Again, before we get into this conversation, because I was lay certain foundations, you must also remember this. How would I say this now? Everything to do with Christianity, your salvation, my salvation, banks on faith. Again, I'm giving you these thoughts because I want you to think and then I want you to see me through. Because right now, the many thoughts that you're allowed to grow in your mind because the inability to speak or the fear of looking weak 
has allowed certain things to grow as a mighty tree and sometimes it's easier in fact not sometimes at all cases it's easier to uproot an immature tree than a fully grown mature one yet the word is that powerful to the person that yields so i made a comment now saying that everything that we do salvation banks on faith the bible says it's not by deeds it's not by works even though we're going to talk about the work of man and the man of work it says that our salvation banks on our faith our victory is our faith that's what scripture says so if the consider or if um a person has contemplated things and because they are misguided they have um they have understood situations in a wrong way what will happen is that that logic of the situation they're seeing will uproot them oh how do i say this now i want you to understand this at every given point of your journey with Christ it's going to require the only thing that keeps you saved faith faith is the reason why we keep going because faith is not a mental ability it's a conviction it's a substance it's something that calls me to walk in a way like PT said the other day I may not necessarily agree with what the word told me but if I can walk the word that's truly agreement there are some people that try to make sense of everything in their mind but that's not faith guys faith is not your it's not just a mental capacity it's a walk i chose to walk this way and let me tell you something even though i'm more than sure of it and if someone says how are you that sure i know where i'm coming from i know the only tool that i had the word and my faith in this word and i know where i'm coming from and where i am now if this was a normal thing then i should have seen many people be able to do the same thing but i can't find any the difference between me and the friends i grew up with me and my family was that i kept hold of faith in his word not my ability i kept faith in his word not on how things look i kept faith in his word not in how i feel there are days that i've woken up not feeling the 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 way i should feel in quote but i kept faith only in his word knowing that it can bring anybody out of any situation if only you yield so why did i bring up the situation about faith it doesn't matter where you go in this world perhaps and let's say that um the world really or the church world really has the word let's say we know it doesn't but let's say it does the only way you'll be recognized before god is your faith christ said it if the son of man returns would he find faith that's the only thing he's looking for he does not see a poor he sees faith do you understand that he does not see an alarcon he sees faith so the interaction of god with your life is according in measure of the faith you have 
So, you know, in fact, I didn't give you the scripture. Let me let me teach tonight, and because we're in a time where I've said to you, if you're not feeling pressure, if you're not feeling a level of stress, you're not even being enrolled to the next level of greatness. And someone can probably think, if I'm not feeling stress, if I'm not feeling um, 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 the pressure, what must I do? Look, it's simple. There are little things, not little things. There are core values we have as a nation. We talk about our giving. We talk about soul winning. We talk about the upholding of the houses, leadership. If you attach yourself sincerely to any of these things, you will start to feel certain pressures. Why? Because there will be a target given to an Emily, a target given to a Mia that is beyond them. But it's the call of God to a next level. And faith is what makes me continue even when things look bleak. So look at this scripture, Luke chapter 12. I want to say these things to you before we get to the book of Genesis tonight. Luke chapter 12, start from verse, go to verse 48. Just go straight to verse 48. But the one who does not know and does things deserving punishment will be beaten with few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. Can we note this down in case you're making up a decision? Because I want to pose certain thoughts to you for you to consider and make a decision. It is what it is. I'm sorry. Why? Because PT has constantly said to us, and scripture said it, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It says it's only by the spirit. So what we have to allow the word to do is divide and make it clear what kind of strength and vehicle we've been running by. He has to make it clear. So if having heard the word, I realize if I truly yield, if I don't make my worries bigger than God, you know, people do that. People allow their worries to be bigger than God. I'm thinking, do you want to end your life now? Do you? Look at what scripture says, the words of Christ. So if you find yourself in any type of church, if truly there's word, I want you to know that if wherever you find word, which is the only way to God, there will always be this statement from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Are you with me tonight? Much will be demanded. Please, let's read this actually in the New King James. For everyone to whom much is given, much... Uh, for everyone to whom much is given, go on. From him, much will be required. If much, if you are here listening to me, if you wake up in the morning and you feel a weight of much is required from you, imagine life has been trying to beat you down and there's still a level of expectation over you. This is what scripture says. Remember what I said earlier, that the word of God is security. It helps you put things into perspective. If not for the word, you'll read your season and feeling wrong. And guess the pain of regret. Only the person that made the mistake regrets. 
no you're not hearing me people make decisions decisions that counts eternally just because of their inability to to correctly decode a certain situation god is aware the kind of emotional battles that we face the doubts we face but he gave us the word so that we can know how to understand each thing as we should he says for everyone to whom much is given has anyone woken up thinking that there's much required of them talk to me now do you not feel i i wake up as a 28 year old man as a pastor that's demanded much more than i feel i have but why do i feel such weight scripture says it's because to you much was given there is much in you greater is he yet hidden in you than he that currently stands in this world the kind of so when i make a comment yesterday saying that i cannot wait to meet me i understand that i'm still digging i'm still discovering who you are don't give up now because you're still digging you eventually find you and listen to me that you see this you you will not pay there's nothing in the world that can pay you to exchange that you i don't think you're listening to me we haven't spoken the word for a while so i really really need your ears to be open for everyone to whom much is given it says everyone it says from him much will be required so again i say to you if anybody here feels like much is being required from them in fact sometimes more than what they feel like they can offer is being required from them this is what scripture says to you this is what god who knows all thoughts that understands all seasons this is what he says to you and i it is simply because much has been given to you if therefore i wake up and not much is required from me guess what that then means not much has been given to you if you're in a house you wake up in a house and there's a lot demanding of you if you're in a business and it feels like a lot is on you if you're a pastor in any role much is required much is demanded of you it means that much has been installed in you much has been given to you and look at what it says and to whom much has been committed of him they will ask the more of him they will ask the more you know a certain translation said to us am i still on i'm just going to carry on so just record this the bible actually says to us yeah that much more another translation says much more will be required so sometimes it's not even an equal proportion i'm coming somewhere so what is it that i want to put up for your consideration what is part of my my plea with you tonight the work of god the life that god insists that we live the life of what we call a believer is a life is a lifestyle of winners you know when we say we put our faith in jesus it, the fact that Jesus's physical body is not here is to tell us that our faith is not meant to be in his physical body but what he stood for the kind of lifestyle he lived what is the thing that we see about Christ that he will win at all costs 
he's going to win at all costs. Do you understand what that means? It means that if he has to die, in fact, it's not even a condition if he has to die to win. It will cost him all. So let me repeat myself. Unless you choose not to follow the faith. What is the faith of the believer? What is a believer? It's a person that, it's a person that is committed to winning. What is the way of winning? It will cost you all. This life that God insists that we live out is totally, listen to me, totally, completely demanding. And unfortunately, the reason why we came weak and weakness is not a problem if you can expose it to where you know you can get strength from. Weakness takes over you and I the moment when truth is there and you just make your worries bigger than God. Said to one of your sisters today, it's all right to cry. That's not a problem. Just don't, people say, you know, you hear Pastor Obi and Pastor Obi will say, oh, you're so emotional. But look, you cannot be what God isn't. Did you hear what I just said? You cannot be what God isn't. We saw God wept. We saw him angry. We saw him happy. We saw that he has hopes. These are all emotions. The difference between God is that he knows how to harness these emotions towards purpose. Have you ever felt shame before? Do you know there's a type of person that uses shame to hide? But then there's some of us that uses shame to push harder. The kind of life God is demanding from you and I is the lifestyle of winners. And we win at all costs. We don't accept defeat. Defeat is only defeat the moment we give up. So I've heard words that I'm not happy with. But I've taken it into my closet as a means, as something to fight, as something to keep pushing with. So these are the things I want you to hear me with tonight before as we get into the conversation quickly about the work of man and the man of work. That the life of a believer is a life of winners. And the only way to win, it's not if you will win, the only way to win is if you can you know scripture actually said that you should love the lord with all your heart with all your might with all your body your soul in other words there's no way of engaging with god unless it's all of you well i want you to ask yourself the truthful question if you can dare if you have the guts to ask yourself that question is if you're giving your all I've seen people trying to make something of business and I'm thinking, you think this business is going to give you anything if you have not given your all? Imagine there's people that's not given their all to something and they're expecting a result from it. Stop looking for someone to, to pity you. It's not the lifestyle of people that belongs to Christ. What do you think heaven is? A place of failures. Actually, another scripture I gave you, First John, right? Go to First John. I can't remember. First John five. Yeah, read from verse. Read from verse one. In fact, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, mm -hmm. and everyone who loves the Father 
loves his child as well. So look at this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. What did Christ do? He won. He conquered. He overcame. It looks, it then goes on to say, and everyone who loves the father loves his child as well. Go on. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commands. This is how, so please, I'm going to keep repeating this because I need you to hear this. Let me keep repeating and I have to say these things. Your own thoughts will never give you peace. Your thoughts not coupled or protected with the word will never give you peace. I've looked at people and I'm, please, please, I, I trust that most of you, yeah? Anyway, those are men, they know their man, right? I hope you trust that if Pastor Obi says something to you, it's actually for your good. Let me tell you the truth. Most times outside of the word, I can be very political. It doesn't matter who it is. I can only be truthful to the person that is willing to take it. Sometimes I'll try and be truthful to see how a person responds. If after that they don't respond, there's some people that have said, I can't talk to you. So you know what it is. There are serious conversations we never have. We can have all the jokes, but you see serious conversations. It doesn't matter how close you are to me. I can't have serious conversations with you. Do you know why? Because there's a personality that was descended from your parents that never accepts truth. It doesn't. So because of that, now most of our parents did not accept that. If not, they would have been in better positions. Now we have the opportunity of finding truth. We have the word. We hear a man of God. Now I make a decision for a generation that will come out of me if I will be someone that yields to this truth. It doesn't matter how close the person is. In fact, I realize for someone that's determined, not that they're deaf, but they're determined to put their fingers in their ears, there's nothing you will say that they will hear. Always an answer. And I'm thinking, do you understand that the word wishes the best for you? But look at what scripture says. Leave that. So it says, this is how we know that we love the children of God. Go on. By loving God and carrying out his commands. Yeah. In fact, this is love for God. To keep his commands. Now, this is love for God. I want you to keep note of this for where we're going. In fact, this is love for God. To keep his commands. Yeah. And his commands are not burdensome and look at what it says and his commands are not burdensome so i think if someone is carrying a serious burden it's still they're, they're still lacking the right interpretation of what god is saying it's still mixed with the culture of their own thoughts now look at what verse 4 says. I'm still talking about the believer, the life of winners. Go on. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. An overcomer is what? A winner. It says for everyone born of God. Everyone that has chosen for the words to father them. Everyone born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. What is the victory? That has overcome the world, even our faith. 
another translation will say it in a clearer way our victory is simply our faith do you know how many issues yeah i personally deal with and i've and i've had to deal with now not only my personal issues but then everyone that joins themselves to me i will carry their issues how does such a person maintain a sound mind and keep journeying with god they don't lose faith faith is my secret to constantly winning you don't understand the life of winning i think everyone that won in a space irregardless of what we think is morally right or morally wrong i think heaven is reserved for them i think heaven whatever the concept of heaven is is reserved for winners most of the people coming from our race our kind of um, countries that our parents came from they lose they lose in marriages that's why we can look at our parents they were not able to keep marriages because there was a mentality that they could not keep on winning i was listening to a pastor toby speaking the blessing over a pastor enrique and a pastor diana and he said marriage is a choice though it's not even an emotion because you see as for emotions emotions are one of the most up and down things that you can come across how does someone bank their life on how they feel today faith that's why the scripture says that faith only comes not from how you're feeling so it's not when it's a good day you say you have faith faith comes from the word you're constantly hearing that's why it says faith comes by hearing and by hearing to imply that it must be constant the words that i've kept hearing since 2016 or 2015 when i first came in contact with pt is what gave me the faith it gave me the 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 secret to victory is what kept me going through impossible situations there are times that we felt in a certain way that we felt that there was nothing to take us out of that emotion there are times that we felt we had incredible doubts of ourselves situations that we thought we would never overcome but it was that ability to uphold faith that made us victors that made us experience victory because for everyone born of god overcomes the world so if someone fails they they are going through an emotional um um, testing and they give up I'm sorry because we want to say things that makes everyone happy. But what the scripture says, such a person is not born of God. Because the only one born of God, it says every single person. It's not possible for someone to be born of God and not overcome. Yeah, we have situations at home, overcome it. That's the sign that you are born of God. We have situations that causes us doubt, fear, depression. God says overcome it. It's the sign. It's the natural expression of a person born of God because they hold faith. Is there something you want to read? Read have, for me. Have it in the voice sir, from verse 3. Go on. You see, to love God means that we keep his commands mm-hmm. and his commands don't weigh us down. Everything that has been fathered by God I didn't even know this. Everything that has been fathered by God. So you can choose today to be fathered by your emotions, to be fathered by the traits of your parents, to be fathered by your community, or tonight, right now, we can choose to be only fathered by the word. 
Meaning it doesn't matter if I'm feeling the most excruciating pain. I only reason as the word reasons. And this is why I've said that leadership is the biggest thing you must have. Is the thing you must uphold. The thing where you must worry is when you've got to an age or position where it's difficult for you to know this is my leader. It's difficult. Seeing people that's let me leave that you have to because it's leadership that helps you to have the right perspective on the word you're reading or hearing everything that has been fathered by god go on overcomes the corrupt world this is the victory that has conquered the world our faith it's our faith that's the victory so if i'm looking at somebody now i don't know look i don't care about someone's frame I don't care if there are things that causes you to cry every day. That's fine. Do you know what I'm looking for? The ability for you to continue. Because of faith. Unwavering. Unswervingly. You just know that you are rest assured that in the end, we will have the fulfillment of all that was promised. We, we are sure. So I don't look at the way things look. I don't begin to discern or I don't begin to call me or define me based on how things look. Only the word. The life of a believer, the life that God insists that we live out is the life of winners. What God is looking at uh, Tony is Tony has never done business before. But for the sake of target that's placed on her head, she starts off with something. It starts off with maybe she has a little skill. Then the battle is, how do I make this? How do I turn this into a, a service that is better and better until there's no competition? How do I also make money out of this? You know, there will be days that you try, try and try and nothing is happening. There God is still trying to see if you're his. Because if you're his, even though it looks like there's no way, you will make, you will make streams flow in the wilderness. Where, where it's impossible, you'll make things happen. And what brings that to light? Faith. Is uh, Josh just able to keep going? Because of the word, not because of his own strength. And I'm still going there tonight. But because of the word he is hearing. The word we are hearing. This is the only way we get there. Is there something more you want to read it? Carry on the, the scripture in the NIV as we was reading. For everyone born of God overcomes the world, yeah? This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Mm. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Simple. Who is the one that overcomes the world? The person that understands what Christ stood for. The Son of God. God is a winner. Do you know, like, it looked like, and we're going there tonight, it looked that by Genesis 3, it looked like God lost. By Genesis 3, God had done everything to create a world. He created man. He made it so beautiful. And he said, go and take the world. But by Genesis 3, there was something that God saw or didn't see coming. And it looked like he lost. 
the one man he invested all into looked like he was taken over. You know God would have lost if he stopped. But God too holds on to faith. How do we know that? It says that we know by faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. We know that God had to use faith. Like Pastor Oni was teaching us the other day. God called for light. He had an idea of what light was. But it wasn't until he saw light that he said, Ah, oh, this is good. This was more than what I expected. There was something I witnessed in my heart. But I called it forth under impossible circumstances. I did not allow darkness to overcome me. I will keep bringing out declarations or confessions of faith that will eventually overcome the darkness that I am seeing. Are you going through things? Speak the word. Not what your father says. Don't become, you, you know, I've said this to you before and allow me to take time because these are nights that you speak to the family. I've said it before. Most of our parents, we don't know. We don't know our parents. By the time, if, if they had us in their 20s, they've already lived and become somebody before they conceived us. So if they've not succeeded in life, there's a personality that did not allow them. It wasn't because they're black, because there were black people that succeeded. It's not because they're Nigerian or Ghanaian, because there are Nigerians or Ghanaians that succeeded. It wasn't because our marriage worked out or marriage did not work out because there are people that succeeded after marriages failed or marriages were, were um, successful. It was the way they think. It was the faith they had with the words that came to their hearts. So I look at someone ready to give up and I'm thinking, you do know that's what made your parents fail. You do know that's what made our family line for us not to have people that we can be inspired by. Are you not annoyed? And I mean this with no, uh, I, I mean, I, I do not mean to disrespect anyone, but do you know how many of us cannot, cannot, we struggle to say here that we're inspired by our parents. I've got a son now. Imagine Levi growing up and saying he's not inspired by me. And do you know what will take for that? It will have to be for me to give up word. I will have to give up faith and it will be probably him taking up the word to eventually say, oh, the, the, the guy didn't make it. What will make him inspired by me? Why are we inspired by Pastor Toby? His odds were impossible. There was not even chance. Faith defies chance. Do you understand that? There was no chance for a man 25 years of age that's never stepped into London. He has no affiliation here to become the man he is. It's only faith. Faith goes past chance. So I don't care if you failed a thousand times in your acting. If you have faith in that arena, you will break through the impossibilities. Because it says with God, it says with man, all things, things are impossible. But with God, all things you see that? Or to the exception of none. All things are possible to the man that has faith. There will be times that your faith will be tried when it looks like everything says no. But faith will keep saying, yes, there is a way. Faith will say, you've never seen a path in water, but I will show you. If faith can motivate or mobilize you to keep going, 
So what kept God from experiencing total defeat? When situations came and it looked like Satan, the serpent had tricked his only chance. God just refused to give up. Faith made him see through generations until he met the man willing to do all that he would ask. He found David, a man, willing to do all that he asked. And from that man, he can begin to prophesy his coming because he found hope. That hope, Abraham was not the first one that went, that still had hope against all hope. He wasn't the only one. Are you hearing me, family? I'm speaking about faith in the face of all kinds of adversity. The adversities that takes or challenges a people and the ones that challenges only you. The ones that sometimes you cannot open your mouth to speak because there's a need for you to show strength. God got to a place where he said, Paul, I just needed you to expose weakness for a moment because my strength is perfected here. He says, it's fine. I know you've always been trying to hold on to that phone, but I need you to, I, yeah, you cried out. You cried out until you revealed it. And God says, it's from this place I'm going to show my strength. So I want to uh, quickly say something about this, this topic, the work of man and the man of work. All of that is a foundation upon you being able to do the things I will now say or that the word is reading to us. So again, let me make this remark. There's never going to be a time that you won't have weight on you. But look, it's like going to the gym. Yeah? There are weights you see other people carrying with ease that you cannot carry. The secret is just keep going. The secret is nothing else than that. Just keep going. And guess what we realize? Oh, guess what usually happens? Without us even realizing, we start carrying it. Personal trainer telling me and Corridor is like, oh yeah, you know, there was a, on this week, you guys couldn't even carry this. And we're just thinking, oh. Because you get lost in keep, you, you get lost in, uh, you get lost in going forward. You get lost in, in not stopping. I want to keep saying it like this. Because at that point, when you hit that frequency, all things are possible. Sometimes the things that I watch here now, yeah, the way it provokes me, like the people's daringness. I was telling someone, I think the, the service team, the things that people will be willing to do to win. It's stupid to the normal man. Yes, exactly, Timothy. Only way through it is through it. I know that word might not be like like a William Shakespeare or someone that is. It don't sound romantic. You know, people like quotes that sound romantic, meaning that it's pleasurable to your ears. No, I'm saying to you, the only way through it is through it. Let's look at this scripture, Genesis. Or before we go to Genesis, Proverbs. So there's something interesting about the soul. And I want to start here, but I won't be long at this part. Something very interesting about the soul. You know, scripture said in Genesis, and we'll go there later. The scripture says in the book of Genesis, yeah, that 
God breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of the man. And it says, as a result of this breathing of life, what happened? He became a living being. Another translation says he became a living soul. Very amazing. It says that the breath of life came into this man. And all of a sudden, his soul began to, lead, to live. You know, it's not that he became a soul. It says that he became a lively soul. He became an active soul. His soul that was dead became active, came alive. What set us alive, guys? The breath of life. The scriptures says it in 2 Timothy somewhere. It says that all scripture is God-breathed. So what made us alive? The word. Not the fact that my mom and dad had me. What makes me alive is not the fact that I'm walking this earth because we know people who are roaming but dead. What makes me alive is the word being breathed into me. The word that I now became receptive to as my, as my chance of living. So a pastor Obi does not bank on his ability. He banks on the word. Are you hearing me? He banks on the word. All scriptures God breathed. And look at what it says. And it's useful for teaching. Don't worry, don't go there. It's on the screen. And it's useful for teaching. Not So what I'm doing tonight, teaching, is God breathing. Is God making you and I a living soul. But guess what also? He says in the realm of rebuking, it's also God breathing. Imagine because of the kind of places we came from, rebuke made it seem like you're failing. It made it look like rejection. But scripture says it's God breathing. It's God adding life to you. So sometimes some of your mistakes or um, um, inabilities, it's actually a setup from God for you to receive more life from him. It says correcting is also God breathed. But look at this. So scripture says that as the Lord breathed, the Lord God formed the man and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living soul. I, thought, I, I, I had to think about the soul as PT was speaking yesterday because I think it's interesting because it's that same soul that God says, I hope that you will prosper according to. If your soul is not prospering, and now that scripture becomes more lively. It becomes more alive to me. How does my soul prosper? What guarantees the prosperity of my soul? The breath of life. The word. If the word abounds in my soul, it's inevitable that my body will experience prosperity. That's the prosperity that God says, I hope you prosper according to but look at this scripture because it's kind of weird where I'm going. But I said I'm speaking about the work of man and the man of work. Look at what scripture says in Proverbs chapter 13 verse 4. Go on. NKJV. Yeah. The soul of a lazy man desires. And look, wait, wait, pause there. So I want you to please follow me now because from here we're going to go to Genesis. Please, everyone listen to me. It says the soul of a lazy man not the body the soul of a lazy man desires 
Do you understand what that means? Remember what I told you. What brought about the soul? It was the word. And now the word says that the soul can desire. Even the soul of a lazy man can desire. The soul of a lazy man can hope. The soul of a lazy man or woman can dream. But the Bible says, if only the soul of a lazy man desires, he will have nothing. We're talking about the man that God designed. It says the soul of a lazy man desires. I've, I'm so sorry, but again, uh, you know, people even use this as a way, as a joke, and it's completely fine, and it should be. But I'm so sorry. I understand. You know, when I say it's impossible for someone to prosper on your behalf, it's impossible. Just because you're a child of a man that prospers does not mean you'll prosper. Just because you're married to a woman that prospers does not mean that you as a man will prosper. Or vice versa. Prosperity is something that happens within. Then echoes outside. So it says a soul of a lazy man desires. So I've seen people who are hopeful. Because of what we are exposed to, they are now dreaming of cars. And someone will say you shouldn't care about cars, but God inspired a man to make it. I'm just saying that your life should not be driven by it. Because it means nothing. But it was made for man. But there are people who, look, they, are, they dream of a car. They dream of houses. They dream of ideal relationships or marriages or whatever people dream of. But the Bible says that if that soul is found lazy, such a person can desire, but they will have nothing. Why can such a person dream, but not see the fulfillment of their dreams? Because dreams is something that is inspired by God. Listen to what I'm saying to you. I want you to hear me. You know, some of us now had no right to think of having a Range Rover. I'm using a Range Rover because that's now like the lowest on the pecking order for us. Yeah? Someone could not even dream of having a Range Rover where we're coming from. Why? Because we were not exposed to it. So what caused us to dream the kind of dreams we have and i'm not saying we're dreaming for for physical things but i'm using it as example as an example what made us start to dream why is it from this kind of house we can imagine a bigger house in fact better an example why is it that from my mom's living room i can imagine things as big like this not because i had a house but because the word came to me. Word inspired dreams. You, if, in case you need a scripture for that. The Bible says, and I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And the old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. So God inspired your ability, Dami, to wish for something. To desire. It's not wrong. 
but if you're found lazy laziness is not somebody that does not work laziness is someone that should work that does not work laziness is someone that has a duty but does not carry out that duty because working aimlessly means nothing if look if laziness the people that work hard but they're lazy in regard to what god is calling them to do are you all listening to me those of you tuned in as well the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing but the soul go on of the diligent shall be made rich but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich let's read this in the amplified look at what the amplified says go on quickly sir the soul appetite of the lazy person craves and gets nothing the soul the appetite of the lazy person craves Listen, so it's not, it's not wrong to crave. It's not wrong to desire. But such a person, if they're found lazy, they will have nothing. Look, I've heard people crave targets. I've heard people desire targets. But their work ethic does not match what they desire. And guess what such a person does? They are in distress because then they'll start saying, oh, can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? And I'm asking, at your age, when do you make up your mind this will stop? When do you make up your mind? Am I saying it's wrong to collect from somebody? I'm using that as an example. No, but it's only not wrong if you're already set on a journey that will guarantee that you'll be someone that will also provide because there's a process there's first the dead soul then there's the word that comes to the dead soul making it the living soul then eventually the living soul becomes a life-giving spirit meaning that you now give life to dead souls so there was a time that pastor toby had to give me certain things i remember when i couldn't pay my rent i remember i remember jerviston we couldn't pay and I went to meet Pastor Toby and in a second, he gave us the money. But you see, so that's like a living, um, a life-giving spirit giving life to a dead soul. Eventually, I became a living soul. I became active. Yes, we had to go through struggles. Yes, there was the times that we hoped to reach something, but we didn't reach something. But the fact that my soul is living is the fact that I'm active i'm trying i keep going and faith keeps me going up until i became a life-giving spirit where others now who need i can then give them life so i'm asking you there are some people who have made up no resolve of theirs to become someone that will give they are somebody that are they become a big woman they've become a big man by reason of position and all they can do is ask lazy and why I'm showing you this is because you have not even started doing the things that God has asked you to do if you're still in this category of laziness. Why would I look at people who do not have and say go and have? It's because I'm trying to make you alive. Alive and active. 
the soul appetite of the lazy person craves and gets nothing don't wait for time to show you this trust the word you may think it's nothing you may always have an excuse the worst kind of people are the people that always has an excuse they know everything is bloody right according to them and i'm thinking why do you think this way it's your mother's line it's your parents line it's a culture and you don't understand you're destroying yourself at the age of 20 how in your 20s you're destroying yourself because you can't hear anybody you're too big for yourself just destroying killing yourself there's no other person that destroys a person other than themselves so there are certain works that god had to put us in through a pastor toby gave us certain assignments that seemed impossible but i didn't know that the live man works oh you're not hearing me the man that lives the man that god forms he immediately puts into a garden how do we know a man that's alive he's working there's an agenda there's a target of take the world but you're only given a small garden but as far as he keeps working that's the sign that's the evidence that he lives look at people that all they get to and i'm speaking hard to you tonight i see people that all they get to is making presentations that's not work work and we're going to see in a moment because we're look we're going to look at definitions the bible says the soul please read it for me go on the soul appetite of the lazy person craves and gets nothing for lethargy overcomes ambition did you see that for lethargy overcomes ambition can you define what that means please i need you to be quicker go on a lack of energy and enthusiasm look at this a lack of energy and enthusiasm so have you pledged a target before yeah have you do you see that it's not impossible for somebody here you know let me say this there is not one person that we've grown up with yeah that has desired or ever told you that they've desired to give even 10k why because they've not had the words that enables them to dream but you see remember that dreaming alone is not enough because the ability to dream comes from god the ability to fulfill it is in man's hands. Did you hear that? The ability to dream comes from God, but the ability to fulfill a dream is in the hands of men. So most people dream. Most people um, 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 pledge, desire, but they lack energy in the roads that makes them meet that. Check their work ethic. Check their focus. Check their concentration throughout the year or throughout the month or throughout the weeks or days towards what they desired you would see areas where they're weak someone has a headache they're out of the day a headache can switch someone off someone says i'm not feeling well they switch off i ask you the question so the people that succeeded the people that went on in life to win did they not feel sick sometimes did they not have headaches were they not put against impossible odds? So why can't you? The issue is that in this case, lethargy overcame ambition. The things that they dreamt of was over uh, their, their laziness overrode these things. If I can say it like that. 
it trampled over every effort and enthusiasm that they should have had. Look at the definition again. A lack of energy and enthusiasm. Go on. The feeling of having little energy or being unable or unwilling to do anything. Please look at this definition as well. The feeling of having little energy or of being unable or unwilling to do anything. So there are some people, the reason why I had to start off with emotions and all of these things is because you see your thoughts. They are zapping your energy. They came while you were on the road of target. There was a conviction that God tells us, don't lose your first conviction. Why did you make the move here? It was based on a conviction, I hope. But what happened in the course of you trying to reach target, the conformity of the son, becoming a winner on all faces, on all stages, what happened is that all of a sudden issues came. It could have been an issue of a boy. It could have been an issue of pressure. It could have been an issue of whatever. It could have been whatever it was. But what happened is that the more you entertained those thoughts, the more it was draining your energy. The energy that you should have put in the line of what you have wished for or you've dreamt of. You've lost energy. So what happens is that laziness is also the not having enough energy to carry out what you dreamt. Ah, so if we say that we want to give 300k, there's a level of energy that came with that target. What we are meant to have done is focus, harness that energy towards that target but you see what happens is there was a little moment of distraction giving your energy spending it somewhere maybe acts of sin spending your energy doubts that you entertained spending your energy because look have you seen how look do you know how physically heavy even you feel when you're depressed isn't that a sign of energy spent people think energy is physical energy is spiritual energy is spiritual but people lose that you look at somebody it, yeah it's been two months and we have not got results yet and pastor obi's on your neck but then you see someone ready to opt out and i'm thinking why are you opting out energy spent spent elsewhere because look for what is required of me I should know that it will cost me much. I should know that. Unless we're just being a bunch of idiots here. Read the definition again for me, please. The feeling of having little energy or being unable or unwilling to do anything. And the quality or state going? The quality or state of being lazy. Sluggish. Or indifferent. Look at how you treat your targets. The thing that leadership has given you. The thing that even you have hoped for. Look how sometimes the shame of maybe not meeting last month's target should have been your springboard. To be focused towards meeting it and more the next month. But guess what happens? In and around giving, you see people who remember, oh, I haven't given. Or they didn't meet their giving. And then they don't, they don't feel happy with that. But then they say they're going to push for it. But guess what happens? During the course of the month, many things come. A tree is developed with many branches taking their energy. 
many thoughts, many worries. I've looked at people, you, the only thing you're asking for, like a child, is what you've seen somebody else have. If everyone wasn't dressing this way, you wouldn't feel bad if you're not dressing that way. Stay on your course. You will get there. You'll produce. Stop trying to take someone else's fruit. As much as you try to take someone's fruit and force it to stand on yours, it won't. These, this, this is the issue. But go back to the, um, the scripture. So it says the soul. Yeah. Appetite. Go on. Of the lazy person craves and gets nothing. For lethargy overcomes ambition. But the soul. Appetite. Of the diligent who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. Is rich and abundantly supplied. In fact, look, family, I want you to go through Proverbs, yeah? And look at all the words on laziness. One thing that is sure is poverty. I ask you, therefore, why would you hate yourself that much to not be truthful to you? Do you know how hard it is? Do you know there's times I've said to myself, look, the only reason why I don't have is because of laziness. Not because anything is happening. It's laziness. Not having enough energy to carry out what I hoped and dreamt of. Go and check it everywhere. In fact, the wise man had to eventually say, consider the ant. By nature, it's small, but it can achieve things bigger than itself because it knows how and when to work. It says, the, but the sole appetite of the diligent who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. Supplied Definition of diligent. Constant in effort to accomplish something. I need this on the screen. Go on. Constant in effort to accomplish something. We saw the definition of lethargy, right? Now we see that laziness. Now we see the definition of diligent. It says constant. Go on. In effort. Pause there. Do you see it's not just effort. It's constant in effort. That's diligent. That's the reason why we speak the way we do because I'm looking at someone staring at them and they're about to choose failure for the rest of their life. They're about to. There's no other way. I'm telling you, there's none. They're about to choose failure in their life. But this is why God brings these words to rope us back into destiny because he wishes above all things concerning us that thou mayest prosper. So he would do all he can, but what can God do? He's not going to move the sky for you. He's just going to keep bringing word. And you choose to take the word or ignore it. It says constant in effort. Go on. To accomplish something. That's diligence. Diligence, we've made it seem like it's just the ability to be that attentive. Yes, that's part of it, but don't ignore this part of the definition. Constant in effort to accomplish something. Go on attentive and persistent in doing anything careful and serious in your work or done in a careful and determined way careful and serious about our targets careful and determined about our targets not accepting no not in, not accepting impossibilities but even if i'm by myself i will make things happen because it's possible with faith 
But let's finish this scripture so I could quickly take us to Genesis and close us for tonight. Go on. Verse 4. Just read verse 4 again. The soul, appetite of the lazy person, craves and gets nothing for lethargy overcomes ambition. Mm. But the soul, appetite of the diligent, who works willingly, is rich and abundantly supplied. Genesis chapter 2. Let's look at the man of work. So I've made comments already and I'm just going to tie up the comments I've already made. That proof of a man that lives is a man that's in his placement working. That was the evidence. But I want to show you a bit more. Not only that, we have to embrace that. Look, there are different types of work. And PT said, and I do encourage that we go back and listen to yesterday's word. Because if you don't hear this properly, someone will leave here with the determination to exert human strength. But that's not work in God's eyes. It's so close to it, but it's so far from it at the same time. I know that you believe, and if you don't know, you will hear it. I've said it before. And if you read your scripture if, with an open mind, you will understand that Genesis chapter 2 is an explanation of day 6 of creation. Day six was when God created man. And chapter two is an expanded version of what happened on day six. Let's look at what happened on day six. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. Go on. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. We'll break this down. I won't rush this because I need you to hear this. Look how amazing the scripture is. Yeah. And sometimes we need to get to areas in our lives to better understand what God was trying to say. I realize there's some things if you're not going through it, if you haven't experienced it, you can't know it. The Bible says, read from verse 3 again. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So as we know it, the seventh, the Sabbath, yeah? Not only is it called the Sabbath, it's called rest, yeah? Then you notice P.T. comes around and calls himself the seventh. An achievement that you get to having worked six days of work was only taking him to a place of rest you know our um the scripture says that the the um israelites in the wilderness um god vowed that they will never enter his rest because what they heard was not mixed with what faith 
So what brings you to the day of rest? The day declared holy. The day that is highly esteemed. Yeah? Is constant faith. When we look at the Israelites, they journeyed, they journeyed a bit. Then personal care came up. And they started to think, look, back in Egypt, I can eat when I want to. In this wilderness, it's too demanding. Ah, are you hearing me? I'm trying to say that my perfect state, yeah, is my seventh, is my rest, and faith will take me there. But along the way, people can give up with faith. It's possible. It's just that there's some people that I won't allow it. I believe that there's something that God's called me with them and I won't allow it. I'll hold you like no tomorrow. Praise God for that. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Imagine someone's probably thinking, would you fight for me like this? Not everyone. Go on. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. Mm. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. I want to speak to us now because we're in the realm of or we have been given the target of making our businesses work. And PT made it clear. A business works when it's making money. Able to meet targets. Now there's very much, in quote, adequate reasons for us to give up sometimes. Because somehow we thought that when scripture says that whatever, you know, the person that meditates on the law of God day and night, it says whatever they do will prosper. I think about some people's take of the word. So you think that as soon as you put your hand in something, like as soon as you touch it, it just starts working. God himself said that seed, time, and harvest will not cease, meaning that there's process. You will not know if something is, pro something is um, prospering until you've gone through the process of it. So even though Joseph was a man with God, the Bible says that he prospered and the whole house of Potiphar prospered. But do you know that it did not prosper on day one? You're not listening to me. He came in as a slave. Does it mean that things started to prosper the day one? Time. A process happened. And then it can be recorded that it prospered. Because he was there. Think about your businesses. And look at this scripture. Read verse 5 again. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth. Do you remember that I've just said to you that this is the expansion of day 6. According to Genesis 1, I think from verse 11, which would have been day 3, God said that let there be all seed-bearing plants. He says, let there be. Interesting what he said there. He said, okay, thank you. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it. Look at what he said here. According to their various kinds, and it was so. What did he go on to say? The land produced vegetation. Look at this. The land produced vegetation, 
plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruits with seed in it according to their kinds and God saw that it was good. Go on, verse 13. And there was evening. He said nothing about it being food. He just said that there were seed bearing plants. Why am I showing you this? Put verse 26 for me. I'm jumping to Genesis 1 verse 26 quickly. 26. Then God, when you've got there, just take over. Then God said, let us make mankind in our own image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the, and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27. Quickly. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created Verse them. 28, look at this. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. So Genesis chapter 2 is, a, is um, the expanded version of day 6. When God created man and said all of these things. Meaning that everything, yeah, how do I say this now? Everything that he said that we find in Genesis 2 is summed up in be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. Everything he said, including you have all these trees, but do not eat this one, is all summed up in the dominion talk. In other words, to have dominion, you have to honor this. But we'll get there quickly. God blessed them. I want to now rush this. God blessed them and said to them, go on. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth. And subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea. And the birds in the sky. And over every living creature that moves on the ground. Verse 29. Then God said, I give you what? Every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. Go on. They will be yours for food. He didn't say that in verse 11 and 12. He said that here. Now, I want you to, because I need you to understand this, to understand what I'm simply delivering in Genesis 2. He says, I give you. If what the earth is commanded to produce will become useful for you, you must recognize I gave it to you, not the earth. I'll explain that again. Please hear me with this. Genesis 1.11, he said, I give you every seed bearing plants, but did not say it's food for anything. Then he creates man, repeats it, and it says, they will be yours for food. But he starts off that com with that comment. He says, I give you. Ah, it's like God giving gold to the earth, but the earth cannot eat gold. It's not useful to the it's not useful to the world, to the earth. But there are certain men that he gave wealth to that made gold or people or houses or cars meaningful for them. You don't understand where I'm going with this, right? These things already are meant to be produced of the earth. But the earth is not for the earth. It's for the man. When the man comes, he tells them these things exist, but they will be useful. There will be food for you. There will be a source of energy for you. Uh, there will be tools for you to carry out what you're meant to carry out because I gave it to you. With that mindset, look at what Genesis 2 verse 5 said to us again. Go on. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth. 
and no plant had yet sprung up. So God created a world that is prepared. But it says, but no shrub had budded. No plant had sprung up. It's like, uh, how do I say this? So it's like we hearing a business model makes money for somebody else. How many, most businesses that people go into is because they understood that e-commerce is a thing that people make money from. Or if we talk about um, um, property, we heard that deal packaging is something that made money for people. Now, in your case, there's a business model that's not springing forth anything. Ah, it's not bringing up anything. It's like you've tried with something and it's producing no result. The earth, the structure is there, but it's not producing any result. Please, I need the scripture there. It says it, it's not producing. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth. This is the main part. I need you to hear this. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. Why? The scripture then says why by giving us the word for, meaning why? Do you understand that? The word for the Lord is to say this is the reason why there has not been any results. If you have set a target for too clean, too fresh and there's no results, there's a reason. Look at what the scripture says the reason is. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth. For there has not been rain on the earth yet. That, that is a supernatural, something that man cannot control. The supply of heaven has not come because, go on, carry on reading. God had not sent rain on the earth yeah. and there was no one to work the ground. The reason why something is not working is because there's no man there working. I don't know how, how else to say this to you. So someone can, you know, like I said to you, you can go and get a website. You can go and register a business. You can have a bank account. You can go and get logos, but if it's not producing, it's because there's not a man there working. There was no one to work the ground. What was God trying to show us in as much as the earth was his abundance of provision? The earth does not run as, how do I say this, as self-sustaining. I've seen people start a business that they give no attention to. They are not channeling all their focus towards it. So they think just setting up a structure means that that business is self-sustaining. So I've asked people before, what do you expect will be, what, uh, will be the timeline for results to come? They say things, but then when you ask more questions, you realize someone's not working. Someone can still say, oh, we're not making the use of our time. Someone can say, oh, I have a headache. Someone can say, oh, I have this place to go to that place to go to the issue is the space that should produce for you you're not giving yourself to and if you're not giving yourself to it even though it should it will not produce the life of a winner is a life of giving all in order for this world to give you something you must give all of you to it because the ability for it to bud is in the man that is in his placement. Yet no shrub had yet appeared on the earth. Keep reading for me, please. And no plant had yet sprung up. Yeah. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth. 
and there was no one to work the ground. Mm. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man mm. from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east. And there he put the man he formed. Please just read quickly. I want to just show some things. Quickly. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden. Pause there. So when did God cause things to grow? When there was a man that he can put in his placement. COD will grow the more attentive I am to it. It's not because of intellectual ability. It's not business prowess. It's simply the ability for a man to be there working and watching it. We're going to come back to the scripture quickly. 2.15. Read it in the NLT. In the NIV, sorry. Just jump to verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. What does the NLT say? The Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. If house of exchange will thrive, Deanna, it's not just being someone that lives there. It's the attention you give to it. You understand that as your placement. And you give attention because it's not only, the, the scripture says you watch over it. You know when it says watch over, it speaks of supervision. I've seen people that take a title that they're not attentive to. I'm saying you don't show, you don't show what you're looking for. So how do you expect this place to work? You're in a department and you just, it's only when you're, you're hit, you remember. So how would it work? The people that will make, if, if a poor is going to prosper, the more and more he'll prosper, it's the attentiveness he is to playing the keys. He's hearing me and he's playing as I'm speaking. Do you understand? It's not only just tending, it's watching over it. Do you have something you want to read? Not only the NLT, look at what Amplified says as well. Message, sorry. That was the scripture that was used on yesterday. God took the man and set him down in the Garden of Eden to work the ground and keep it in order. How do you keep something in order that you're not attentive to? I know that, look, I know that we would rather be doing anything else. But here's the problem. Your way to prosperity is here alone. And I come to ask you the question, do you actually want to prosper? Because PT told us a truth that me as a leader, I can't shrug off. That most of our people don't really want to prosper. They don't have what it takes. Because they think desire alone brings fulfillment. I told you it's the diligent work of the one that desires that brings fulfillment. Go back to verse 9. Let me wrap this up now. In the NIV, please. The Lord God made all kinds of tree grow out of the ground. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the... Stop there. So you know the story in Genesis. We know how it went. We know that eventually um, um, what made man strong 
When we talk about work, we're not talking about our own strength. Ephesians 3 is what we'll end with. It's, it's not um, talking about our strength. Yeah? It's not how hard Deborah works. That's not what I'm saying. Paul spoke about a strength produced by grace. Paul said one day that the grace of God in me, yeah, given to me, is not to no effect, but it causes me to work harder. At that comment, you realize that the source of his strength is not his physical determination. It's something, a spiritual thing that God has given him. What's the one spiritual thing that God gives us? What's the one spiritual thing that God gives us? His word. The world has been crying. The old churches that we went to prayed for him to give fire and you realize he don't have the ability to. We asked him to go and kill this person and that person. Imagine, there's mad people, you know. I've never done such a thing before. Never. But what I'm saying is that the only thing that God gives us is word. So imagine if because you two know or you lack discernment so the person speaking I know him too much I can't hear him or situations are happening that you're ignoring the word guess what the one thing God can give you you're rejecting how is there chance outside of that so why am I showing you this the scriptures showed us keep the Genesis on the screen for me so I can see it we know we're going to Ephesians Scripture says to us, and PT, and I want to echo this point for the next 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Look at what PT said. It is not our own strength. He says that the work that God has given us to do, where did he take us to? Ephesians 3. What did we see? It says, according to the work, we're able to work according to the power that works in us. We're going to go there in a second. But what was the key for Adam? PT said, God gave Adam a task that he has never known before. We have internet. Adam didn't have internet. Didn't have people. Yet the target of reaching the world, the target of dominion was given to him. Telling us that the source was never internet. The source was not the views and the likes we get on Instagram. The source, and I'm just, because it's been preached already, I don't need to take time in it. The source was every time at the cool of the day that God came and spoke to Adam. Remember what I told you made man that was a dead soul active? The breath of life. The word. Every time the word came, it gave him energy. Now God will watch the man that he gave the word to. Where do you spend it? Where do you spend your energy? I don't have enough energy for kids. I'm sorry. I don't have energy for conversations I don't want to have. Don't force me into it. I don't have energy to do what I don't feel I want to do. The only energy I have. So a Thursday word came. The breath of life came to me to make me active, alive. It gave me energy. That energy was to be focused, channeled somewhere. If I can keep at it, I will produce the results. What I didn't know how to do, I would do. What I didn't know what to do, I will begin to know what to do because of the word that came to me. So what's the secret 
if we go to the scripture where it says so let me finish the scripture it says the lord god made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so because of time i won't go much on but remember that god then said i have given you all of this to eat later on he says i've given you all of this to eat only don't touch the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good evil why is this important to us ephesians chapter 3 and i'll end with this read from verse 14 for this reason i kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name i pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of god now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us pause here and let's round up i read to you earlier that the word yeah allowed the soul to desire allowed us to dream he says here now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine imaginations like dreaming asking our requests you know asking is the request we make every day you go and do someone's hair is you asking for something do you understand that every day we're engaging with something is you asking for something you're dreaming why would we have a hospitality 101 there's a dream but what caused you to dream the word if not you would have done hospitality 101 before you joined the nation do you understand that it was the word that made you dream so look the thing i want to show you here is that god's means of accomplishing more than what we ask or we can dream of or we can imagine yeah is his strength in us not our strength so when pt finished with this yesterday i said to myself the longing question how do i keep his strength and not trade it for my strength do you know why some people are frustrated in what they're doing pt said it and that's why i said i'm trying to tie everything up he said it to us and he's been saying it to us for long i even remember one day after doing a word charge in um kingston and he came on and he said look this work cannot be done by flesh and blood it's only by the spirit i told you that work there are two works that look so close yet so far a josh can be so determined to give that he goes and exerts his strength but that's not the strength that god is looking for you remember what pt said yesterday what eve will say by the help of the lord I have produced a child only that that child would end up being a murderer it will kill your joy ah, it will kill your joy so what is the work that god 
the strength that God has given us, the, the, the ability, the means for accomplishing all that we ask or more than we ask. So God, even when with us dreaming, God still achieves more than what we dream. Even with us asking, God achieves more than what we can ask. But his means for accomplishing the things that we dream of is through his strength and his strength alone. So the question remains, how do we keep this strength? That's why I wanted us to read Genesis chapter 2 verse 9 again. Because I know you missed it. So we have to see on screen. Genesis chapter 2 verse 9 I believe is what I'm looking for. Carry on reading. Go on. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground. Mm. Trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then read verse 15 and we'll close. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Go on. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat it, when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And this is how we end tonight. How do we maintain that strength? It's your fellowship. There is something that you've agreed with God. That in the midst of abundance, there's something you don't touch. Are you listening to me? Because this is the question I had to ask God. It's so easy for me to use my strength to try and meet targets. But I realize it doesn't give me targets. It gives me sorrow. I'm not meant to be upset with the things that God told me to do. If I am, it's a strength that is not his. Working. And again, let's not be immature. I'm not saying that things change overnight. But you will see a growing strength in the process that you must go through that will keep you joyful and confident that you'll reach targets that too clean, too fresh will be more than what we've ever tried to dream and imagine. That a house of publishers will do more than we can ever think or imagine. What is it that God says we should be careful of? What was the power source what had the ability to turn on, keep it on or turn off? The power that was flowing, the strength of God flowing through Adam. It was his fellowship. And in that fellowship, there was something that God says must not be tampered with. I want to leave you with this because sometimes, you know, we complete words, complete in quote. But you don't have what you should go back and ask God now. What's the thing you've said to me that I must not touch? You know, sometimes you think you're a person of finance, yeah? For you to be a person of finance, it means that you must give more than finance. What I mean by that is you can't consider you if you say you're somebody that gives. For me, I know certain things 
And I'm trying to encourage you to go back and think why we spend time under the word. It's to open up your mind. There are certain things. There's some people I've looked at you. It's your worship. It's the one thing I've asked from you. Don't ask you for money. It's, it's the one thing I've asked for you. Your worship. It's like you understand that if you don't worship, a distressing spirit comes. If you want to keep that distress away, you keep worshipping. You worship through your tears. You worship through your days of joy. There are certain things that God says to Adam, in all this provision, I will let you live a life free. But if you're going to have the strength that is my strength oozing through you, because he says he can only do according to the power that works within us. How do I allow that power so everything I have will be in measure of what strength he has given me? So you ask yourself, where is my, where, what is the thing that I'm not allowed to touch? Someone will go to sin and sin, look, sin is not something we should do. But I'm saying it's much deeper than that. It's not... <laughs> where i'll struggle to say this because he says do not touch but it's not a do not it's an obedience that you must keep so you see for pastor obi i know that it doesn't matter yeah how good the the day looks or how bad it is one of the things that you must not play with is your speaking of the word don't stop that for anything else. Because if you allow anything to tamper with your fellowship, then the strength of God, the only strength able to see the accomplishment through of what you're targeted with, will cease if you touch the thing you shouldn't. I want to end all of this that God is looking for the man of work. But the man of work must clearly know the thing that must not be tampered with. If he holds on to the thing, if he is faithful to not touching the thing that tampers with his fellowship, his point of agreement, someone says that someone's convicted to be doing something, they will not allow even a pastor Obi to stop them. It's just because you see the thing is why I'm trying to, I'm struggling or why I'm refusing rather of saying specific things is because it's a something said to you. I know years ago when God said, don't spend on yourself. And I saw myself grow in the authority of finances that I can call finances because I know the areas I shouldn't touch. And it says, in the midst of great abundance, honor your fellowship and you will have the strength that brings about the targets. As far as Adam held on to this, Adam will use this honoring of this fellowship to take the world. Are you hearing me? I'm going to end the word there tonight. I want us to understand the season that we're in. Much is required from us because much has been given to us. And the desires of the lazy man cannot see anything. But the desires of the diligent will have an abundance supplied to them. What is God looking for? If things are not working, if your businesses, your houses are not working, there are certain things that God is just, he's not saying you're bad. He's saying pay attention more. 
be involved more spend all your energy here don't worry if it looks like other things outside of this is failing if you keep this you will grow and expand i could keep going tonight so i'll stop here i love you all i want you to take time break down this word listen to it receive strength and i want you to ask god by faith what is the thing i don't touch what's my covenant what's my point of agreement in my fellowship if you quieten down, it may sound so stupid, but faith will tell you this is it. And that will enable you to constantly have the strength. I have to say this last thing. I've noticed that when I'm on a certain wavelength of word, either word spoken publicly or behind closed doors, I see a growing energy. I feel it. And things just work. When that starts to be tampered with, doesn't matter if i exchange that strength with my physical strength things don't work so i know what pt said to me i know the things that i'm not allowed to go and ask yourself find it for yourself and god i pray tonight everyone listening to me that you will discover the thing that you don't tamper with it might be your seed it might be your soul game it might be whatever it is but i trust god to make it clear to you and give you the faith to keep that supported. I love you all. Enjoy your evening. Bye, guys.